use digital throughout our day to text, to send gifts, to update, to contact each other. We are constantly interacting digital to enhance our relationship. That digital never is going to replace our physical. Right. Now, it, it can replace the physical if I'm traveling or if I'm gone for you know the day. But we always come back to each other, and I, I think the marriage example or relationship example is a really yeah. good example of a marriage between digital and physical done right. Welcome back to the Social Media Church Podcast. I am your one of your co-hosts, uh, joined by a former co-host and not joined by my current other co-host. If that wasn't confusing enough for you, uh, we got to mix it up. Sometimes the intros, I feel like, just are the same thing every time. I didn't tell you my name. My name is Aaron. Uh, my co-host that is not here is Nils. The former co-host of this show, Jay Cranda, is joining us. And Jay, I feel like it's just been way too long, but I'm so glad you're here. Thanks. Yeah, it feels like forever ago that I was part of the social media church podcast, but yeah, I know I've been on a few times since, but it's so glad to be back on with you. And it's a really important reason that you're back on. You made a Ted talk style video on YouTube, which is linked in this description as it stands right now. It has a couple hundred views. I would love for this podcast to bump that up to a thousand views so that Jay can rub it into all of his friends. Um, <laughs> and uh, no, but it, it also, Jay genuinely doesn't care about the views uh, on his YouTube channel. But Jay, I do love all of the content you post there. How you utilize YouTube is just like a place to explore your thoughts. You've always used it that way. Uh, and then you've leveraged Instagram that way as well. And I, this is not about what we're going to talk about, but I just want to throw honor your way. Um, I love it that you uh, explore your thoughts in that way, that you document it, and then you put it out. And what I most appreciate about you, Jay, and I think we've had this conversation before, uh, because one of both of our biggest pet peeves is the people that take the screenshot of the tweets and then post that as a picture on Instagram drives me up the wall. I think that drives you up the wall as well. And I will notice, because I follow Jay everywhere, his links are all in the description of the, of the show notes here, so you can follow Jay everywhere too. It is the same content everywhere, but it matches the medium that it's being posted to, which I just, I can't celebrate that or thank you enough for doing that. I think you're the only person in my social ecosystem that appropriately does that. And I'm always, maybe you can let us know the secret. How do you, how do you do that? Be, I know like practically it's like pretty simple, but like that takes time to post the same thing differently on all the spaces that you post. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I will say that I'm generally a, uh, I'm a practitioner in the sense that when I'm learning something, I try to do it myself. And so I know I will help my own church and different organizations like think about this. And sometimes I use my own social channels to experiment. So I don't think I'm amazing at it, but I do go through the, like I, this Ted talk, I, I, I pretty much wanted to post, I recorded this video and then I was like, okay, well, I want to make a story. I want to make a reel out of this. And so I was just like, okay, I hadn't done it in a while. So I was like, okay, I went into final cut and changed my dimensions. But then you, when you do this, you, you are reminded that sometimes the dimensions don't match the export. And so like, like Instagram does this weird thing when you, you upload it and it looks right, but in full yeah. screen, the dimensions are oh. off and, and you're trying to figure out, and I, some of it I get, some of it I don't, but it, honestly, most yep. of the time I do some of this stuff just because 
I want to like every once in a while learn how to do it. And, um, and, and you learn the little nuances of, of each system of like, you know, the same reason why if you try to like export a video from TikTok or Instagram, you know, they'll put the watermark in there or they'll remove the music that you use because of licensing. And those are the things like, those are the small details as you're trying to think through strategy or helping somebody else. Like you got to know it. And the only way to know it is to do it. So a lot of times, a lot of stuff that I do on my own social is not super dynamic, but it's usually just me experimenting. So I could help somebody who's a lot more of a dynamic teacher than me. (laughs) And so, but that's uh, true. It is dynamic in the sense though, that you're also not uh, like, it's not throwaway content. And I think that's, that is the combination and the sweet spot that you've found where it's actually worth following you everywhere on social. Uh, it's good content from your family. If you want to see Jay Cranda learning to do what, what was the uh, trick on the skateboard that you were trying to do? It wasn't oh, a shove it. It wasn't a kick flip. flip. The, yeah. the 360 flip. If you want to watch yeah. Jay Cranda do a 360 flip, uh, in ju- it's all the content that you're claiming you're just experimenting with. It's all worthwhile content. So all of us are here for the ride while you're also looking at the back end and the analytics. All that to be said, follow Jay Cranda everywhere on social. Uh, it will be worth your while no matter where it is. Do you have a favorite platform at the moment, Jay? Yeah. You know, I to me, it's always Twitter. Um, always. So... I definitely enjoy Twitter the most. It's funny. I just went on vacation last week and um, I had a friend of mine message me, one of our, one of, one of our close friends. They're like, why aren't you posting photos? And it's like, I'm just terrible at um, continually updating. I definitely don't see myself as like, I'm not because clearly, you know, social, (laughs) you know, social is like, I always say social is kind of like high school. You're either popular or you're not. And, um, and there's elements of it. Like, I just know what I'm not, I just don't get that draw. And so, and yeah. I, I generally would rather like, like this friend who wanted me to post on Instagram about our trip. And I was like, yep. but we went to dinner with him when we came back and we were able to talk about it. And yeah. um, <laughs> that's generally how I think of it. Doesn't mean yes. I, I believe some people should do it. And, um, but yeah. I, I generally see a lot of my platforms more as a place to, a little bit share about my family, but a little bit help other pastors. So I do that here and there, but I love personally, I use Twitter constantly. Twitter is my place where I go. And then I like putting resources on YouTube and then Facebook and Instagram are more just for family and friends and some resources, but Twitter is my Twitter. I log into Twitter every day and every um, day and, and I love it. Yep. That one, uh, same for me as well. I'm not nearly as useful or helpful uh, unless you love beaver football. Um, I am not helpful on there uh, on Twitter, but I will talk to you. uh, And so you can always reach out to us. But Jay, I'm curious uh, when you're putting together a video like this TED Talk, I'm even curious. uh, I I understand, I think, why you call it a TED Talk. Uh, I'm curious why you call it a TED Talk and what was the motivation to putting it together and and maybe what's it about? Yeah. Just kind of intro us. Yeah, so the the big the big thing here is I, I had realized I was looking at my LinkedIn, which is a platform I never log in. Sorry, Niels. I know he loves LinkedIn. And, <laughs> and Kenny J, uh, we apologize to both of you. I know. I just I I always I feel like if I'm looking at LinkedIn too much, people are going to think I'm looking for another job. Um, and so the thing the thing was is that I realized I was I had been I was celebrating a ten year anniversary of being the online pastor at my church. Wow. And I was, I, I was like, kind of, kind of hit me that that was true. And I was processing everything I've 
done, uh, successes, failures, and kind of where we're at. And then also looking at the landscape of coming out of COVID and just yep. thinking about digital. And I had read a couple books. Um, I kind of gone on a mission in the last kind of three months to read like every online church book that was ever written. It's amazing. I had, Can you share with I, us I had, a little bit? Because I followed your journey on Twitter. Can you share yeah. with us some of those titles and books? And when was the earliest book written that you read? Oh, man. Yeah, I think because the there's one like one, from the 90s, right? Yeah, there was one called Cyber Church um, <laughs> um, by Patrick Dixon, I think. And he and that was like in the it was in the early, early, like 91, I think. Early. Uh, I read a bunch of like religion, like religion online case study stuff. Uh, like I'm looking actually on my there's one called Internet, the Internet Church. Um, some of them very good. Some of them not so great. But it was just interesting to think about this. And then I read, I read our Dave Adamson's, you know, new book, Meta Church. And I was just kind of collectively seeing how everybody thinks about this. And you see people's strengths and weaknesses come out of all these books and these resources. And I was just thinking like, you know, I'm not in a place that I feel like I have a book in me, but I just wanted to put down like my, you know, 18 minute, you know, and that's what a TED talk is 15, 18 minute shot. Totally. Like, this is how I think about, like digital in the church. And that's and so, so anyways, good. that, that was kind of that Ted talk. And just, this is how I want to encourage pastors, the local church pastor to think about digital and a lot of like, so it was just kind of a coherent, like, just like, here's, here's how I would think about it. Here's the philosophical angle. And here's how you can start processing how to embrace digital. So it was just kind of a, a 10 year kind of like summary of how I would help a pastor if I was getting coffee with him. Yeah, which it was everything that, and I'm really glad when I was listening to it, that that's how I felt like, Hey, we're just sitting across the table. And I feel like that's how all of your content is, uh, which is again, why you are just, uh, the master at all of this. I don't care how many views it gets. It's not enough. Uh, and however many videos views this Ted talk gets, it's not enough. And for some people who are new here to the podcast, yes, Jay Cranda has been an online pastor for 10 years. Uh, yeah. Some people didn't even know there was online pastors five years ago. That's not a job. Uh, yeah, 10 years ago, 10 years ago. Um, I think I was trying to remember, I think somebody uh, you were sharing, maybe it was on Twitter, somebody uh, came up to you, or maybe it was even in this video. It was in the video. Uh, somebody came up to you and uh, was amazed that you had been, a, been an online pastor for 10 years, um, which gives you such a unique perspective. That yes. And that is why all of this stuff matters, because you haven't deviated. You, you've actually been in the same church in this role. For 10 years, yeah. uh, which is also incredibly unique and incredibly valuable. And there is a rare set of glasses uh, that you wear when you're looking at online church. Um, and so I'm like diving into the video without like, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll touch on the video, but you're, you're still going to want to watch it. Um, one of the things I thought was interesting that you did that I thought the whole video did a great job of was kind of categorizing and, and actually like laying out, separating some of these terms that we've like lumped together. And we have, it's like a web of things and it means one thing, one place and another thing, another place. And, and you just kind of like ironed out this messy 
ball of yarn um, to just help us better understand like, okay, this is to the point where you broke it down to two types of churches. So I'm curious to kind of dive into some of this like definition and like breaking it down. Uh, So do you want to maybe elaborate on the two types of churches who would be approaching this video and learning something from it? Yeah. So it's, you know, when you're talking about this, you, you, you tend to have, you know, the the loudest voices and and the people that have, you know, had success are, are sharing their, their stories. You know, I, I always, I always think of this as like the frontier, you know, as, as America was moving from, you know, the East to the West, you had all these stories of people coming from the frontier back to, you know, New York and Pennsylvania and all these places. And people who hadn't been there are listening to these stories and the stories could vary from, you know, there's gold to, you know, there's people there, you know, there's a bunch of people trying to kill you to, you know, there it's horror stories. And I always think about that. I live in California, a place that's only been a state for like, a, you know, 150 years or something. And I live in an area of, you know, my city that I live in is only like 20 years old. And think about that. Then think about like, if you go back far enough in time, like there, you know, there was nothing. And now all of a sudden, like I live in suburbia. And so it, it took somebody having to conquer that ground. And sometimes those voices, it could be very confusing for the average pastor to go, well, what does digital and online church really mean for me? You know, I'm pastoring in this area. Yes. And so if I look at like, you know, my friends that are leading in, in these areas, um, there's a lot of good stuff, but it's hard for the local pastor to think about this. And so I, you know, as somebody who's navigated this and kind of understand this, these different worlds, because I, I attend a local church and I'm on staff at a local church, but I also, you know, am doing digital ministry. I broke it up into you have you have a location based digital approach or you have a location less digital approach. And I say that because there are a lot of advocates that talk about digital ministry and they're really trying to make the argument that online churches is an okay expression. They're trying to say the people that are meeting on places like VR Chat and Twitch and aren't going to a physical, they're trying to justify that that's viable. And I, I do think that there's something about that that is viable. Like it's missionary work and it's very different than the person going to church, you know, in Texas or the person going to church in New York city. It's, it's a yep. whole nother audience, but I think it's important that we have to frame it to understand that, that there are people that are called to locations. They are reaching regions yep. and they're doing that's physical right. ministry, but they got to integrate digital in a way that's healthy. And then there's people doing locationless. So you got somebody like DJ Soto that's doing VR church, and he's trying to advocate, he's using the word online church, but we have to understand what does it mean for the local pastor, you know, in San Francisco, who's doing local church and doing online church, like, how do they translate that? So I think I, I use this phrasing location-based digital ministry and location-less digital ministry. And that divides out the term. So if I'm talking to like a friend of mine, like Jeff Reed, who's very much an advocate for location-less ministry, as much as I agree with him, I also have to translate that to the local pastor who I interact with way more local pastors that have churches of, you know, 250 people. And they're going, what does that mean for me? And I I think maybe in 15 years, this is going to impact them. But guess what? There's a lot of time between now and this you know, metaverse or whatever is going to come upon us. And right. I, I just, so I think of it as that location-based ministry and location-less. And I think that's very helpful to kind of talk about some of this stuff and to filter when somebody else yeah. is talking to you. 
even just the idea that you have, uh, and you say this in the video, uh, you, you, you try to stay away from online, right? And, and you like to talk digital because it's ones and zeros. So when we're talking yeah. about this stuff, it's digital church. And there's a lot of stuff that falls under the umbrella within digital church. And certainly those two types of locations, either like a location based that still uses digital, by the way, uh, and then location list, which is exclusively uh, built on digital. Now, you used a really great uh, example of you and your wife for how to just kind of comprehend what this looks like, because I think it's easy for us, even in this space, to forget like we are all simultaneously living this out and for whatever reason, it's really hard to just integrate what we're all doing in our personal lives into the strategy and life of both our congregation and the new people who are attending our church that also are living in this seamless digital physical world. Uh, not, not not fidgetal, but but like we're using both mediums to function. Um, and so do you, do you just kind of want to uh, talk about the example of you and your wife and how that can apply to church. Yeah. I, I heard this example um, first from uh, Matt Ingle from glue. I remember we were at an event in Colorado and he, he brought up this example and he probably heard it from somebody else. And I've heard it from sure. other places, but I'm giving credit to him because I, I thought it was a very yes. powerful visual of this idea that again, I think a lot of digital missionaries, digital ad advocates in the church space are trying to grab, they're trying to argue with the local pastor who doesn't believe in online. And so they're trying to overly justify these digital experiences. And I, I, I think we got to always recall back like, okay, what is the end here? And yep. personally, as much as I believe in the potential of online, I also believe we are, you know, physical beings. And yeah. You know, and, and this happens, you know, like, like if you think about this in like, you know, like modern day, like theology, like sometimes like there's been this movement, like when you think about heaven, like we're only spiritual. Well, no, we're also physical. And yep. a lot of times what happens is because the answer is a little bit more complex, we tend to lean one way. Yes. Um, and so here's the deal. Like our future self in heaven is both going to be, you know, non-spatial and spatial, like we're going to be physical and spiritual. Do we fully understand what a fully, you know, realized, you know, eternal, like focused body is going to look like? No, we don't, but we understand mm -hmm. that there's a physical part of eternity future. And there's also a spiritual non-physical part because yeah. we know we are both physical and, uh, you know, um, you know, spiritual beings because of our soul yep. or our spirit, whatever you want to call it. And so I think, it gets real hard where people want to say digital is okay, but we can't forget that. And this is where the example comes in that we use digital in our relationships constantly. And so I think about in the relationship with my wife, my wife, Jody, like we, we are doing life together physically, you know, we're spatially yes. coming back to the same space, but we use digital throughout our day to text, to send gifts, to update, to contact each other. We're constantly interacting digital to enhance our relationship. That digital never is going to replace our physical. Right. Now, it, it can replace the physical if I'm traveling or if I'm gone for, you know, the day. But we always come back to each other. And I, I think the marriage example or relationship example is a really yeah. good example of a marriage between digital and physical done right. Now, obviously, digital in that example can get in the way of our relationship. Yes. You know, I could be on my phone too much 
And it get, you know, we, when I was on vacation, I checked email a couple of times and my wife made a comment like, are you going to take less time off when you submit your, your vacation hours, you know? And because she noticed that I was checking my phone. Yeah. And so, but I, I think that marriage, like the way we use digital in our marriage or any relationship is an example mm-hmm. of how a local church should integrate digital. It doesn't replace it, but it can enhance it. And I feel us both having iPhones and having internet connection, I feel more connected to my wife throughout the day because she yes. can text me a funny photo of something my kids did, or I can send a funny photo that something happened at my, you know what I mean? Like we can, yep. you know, we can update. Like I, yesterday I was coming home from work and uh, I, I wanted a cup of coffee. So what do I do? I text her. I go, hey, do you want me to pick you up a tea? And I right. didn't have to like drive home, talk to her physically. And so I yes. think that that is a really good example of like, Think about it that way, not as replacing the physical, but enhancing it. Yes. So as we, and and you need to watch the video. So this podcast isn't going to be overly long, but um, we just wanted to make sure that you, you all as a listening audience are aware uh, that this video exists and this video is going to help you. So really, uh, not really quick, but as we kind of turn the corner here, Jay, um, you present a great case for what it's been over 10 years. What do you see church being uh, in the future uh, from right now, so tomorrow, the day after, months, maybe maybe not five years down the road. Let's talk a little closer than that. Um, and and maybe one discovery or something that you learned in the pandemic. Like, is what we learned in the pandemic something that we're now applying to the future, or did we do this weird thing in the pandemic? And I don't also want to talk like the pandemic's over for some people. It's still a very real thing and all of that. But did did we actually learn something as as the capital C church that we're now taking forward, or kind of what what's the state? presently looking back and then looking forward. Yeah. I I think during the pandemic, it was everybody learned how to connect when you couldn't physically connect. And I think it wasn't, you know, it's not the early adopters that we had to worry about. It's, it's, it's the early majority or the late majority who was really anti it. So I think a lot of people realized zoom was possible. Now there was a retract when we can meet physically, but I think now there's this training, you know, people, it, this is like looking at the early history of people being anti-electricity. You know, they're afraid they're going to die. And like, there's always fear of something new. But once you start yeah. using it and seeing the usefulness, you know, it's like the people who said I would, you know, I would never put my credit card online. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, that was a legitimate fear. But as you get more users and more people use it, you know, like you change. So I definitely think there was there was a good there. There was a step forward. Um, and and I, I do think a lot of this, well, you know, it's hard. Again, the, the, the big thing here, and this will probably be my last thought is that, um, it's hard to envision the future because often we we envision the future of the internet through the lens of what's possible now. So Correct. if I think about like, if I think about every, like the first time I used the internet, let's say totally. in the late nineties, it was email. I couldn't think about video and I couldn't no. think about all this because it was, it was dial up. It was slow. Like totally. I, I had to either like, if my grandma needed to use the phone, I couldn't use AOL. You know what I mean? Totally. Like that was the internet was so, non-existent. If someone had to make a phone call. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So like people like are so confused, like, how is this getting, well, like most people haven't really experienced 5g and yeah, like it's going to change. And so sometimes our current point of view. And, and I, I think the example is always like from a, from a God perspective where it's like, you and I only see so much of our life, but like, you know, God sees our life and he sees the long run. We only see what's in front of us. And I think sometimes with technology that limits us as possible. So I, I think it will, 
it, everything's going to get easier. I think there'll be new questions and new dilemmas, but sure. I think it will be easier. Always is. Yep. So the, so online, so digital church, let me say that. Digital church is not going away is what uh, Jay Cranda's stamp yep. of approval uh, is is on. So I would encourage everybody as, as we wrap up, Jay, thank you for spending a little bit of time with us. I know you got another meeting to go to, which is why we're wrapping this short, but everything that you want to know and want to know more about is in this 18 minute video that Jay posted on, on YouTube. So again, that's linked in the show notes of this episode. Go watch it. If you're already watching this on YouTube, you're even closer. Uh, subscribe to Jay's channel because great content like this comes out all over the place all the time. Maybe not all the time, but it, when, it, when it comes out, I'm the first one there to watch it. Uh, leave a comment, all of those things. Uh, for this podcast, subscribe. We would love that. It helps us uh, get in front of more people uh, like myself, like however many years ago that was, eight years ago, uh, nine years ago when I searched social media church uh, and found this podcast, found Jay uh, and Nils. Uh, so when you subscribe, uh, you're doing that for somebody else. Uh, and I think that's it. Uh, we appreciate your listenership. Jay, thanks for being back on the podcast. Uh, and we'll catch you guys on the next episode.